We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the PGP, the show about the show. Say it with me, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, and you can listen to it by searching The DA Show or Permission Granted on your favorite podcast platform. Also, it exists inside the free Odyssey app. This has been a woolly week, wild and woolly for one Mraz and Andrew Bogus joins me here for side A because Mraz was out on Tuesday morning, was a call out because of babysitting situations. I think Danielle had to work out of town. They couldn't find a babysitter. Wednesday, late call out, texted all of us last night at like midnight and said, I can't come in. The girls are puking and so am I. And then Thursday, he's scheduled to be out because the excavators come in. Because he has a giant sinkhole in his backyard. So what a week it's been for Mraz. And it just goes to show you what it takes to get me on side A of this bad boy. <laughs> backyard collapsing, wife crossing, state borders, family, rest of the family falling apart physically. Get me bogish. Out of the three situations, which is the most painful? Is it being sick and vomiting? Is it having to watch the kids when your wife is out of town? Or is it sinkhole backyard well not knowing the full diagnosis of sean and daughters and this morning's wednesday morning's update was fever chills barely sleeping yeah not knowing if they have the plague or the flu i'm gonna go backyard collapsing remains the lead story in Mraz land this week because a it's expensive and like i said on the air i think tuesday morning it it would rattle me like i i don't know how long it would take me to be comfortable walking freely around my backyard after a good chunk of it collapsed because something terrible happened underground. We'll get the full details of this when Mraz comes back, but apparently there was some plumbing under the house that was gone rogue. They didn't have permits. They didn't have it inspected, and so it just eroded away the earth around that spot that it all caved in when we had rain last week or over the weekend or something. Yeah, no, last Thursday. And so I wonder, you've been to Bob's by the Bay. I've been to Bob's by the Bay. He's got a pool back there. He's got a swing set back there. How long would it take to feel comfortable visiting Mraz's house and going into the backyard? Yeah. I mean, I I honestly don't know because, and and part of this is my ignorance of what happens underneath the ground. I, who do you call for this? Like who comes in and goes, yep, the damage is confined to here. I can see the boundary of the sinkhole. Everything else is okay you're good. Now, I guess the proof that you're good is that the pool is still standing, the shed is still standing, the bar is still standing, yeah. nothing else collapsed. But it would take me a long time. Like I especially with kids and these got dogs too. Like I I don't know. Like this is this spooks me because I'm I already worry about these things like this. My house is sinking, my house is shifting, foundation. Really? Yeah, because so we've never had Wow, I didn't know this was a fear of yours. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit of a worrier. 
I, like, and my mind immediately jumps to worst case scenario. Like every time we've had work done on the house, opening up a wall, I'm expecting like mold to come cascading out <laughs> or like a dead body or something. You know, not I'm not the house that has the seventy thousand dollars buried behind the wall right. or yeah. you know some kind of civil war era relic that's going to make me famous yeah. and whatever. I'm assuming like rats will come pouring out, bugs, locusts, some form of a plague will okay. come out of my house. Okay. So Sean now, ha- this is and this is human error. This yeah. is not just bad luck. Like either it was just ignorance or like dirty pool or cheapness. But two owners before Sean, <laughs> you know, fast forward 40 years, their decisions, their choices, literally, I mean, created a somewhat fatal situation like someone would have if some anything living fell in that hole according to sean's people they would have died they would have been buried in all this wet mud oh and of course you can't laugh you don't want to laugh but there is an element of everything that happens to Merez which feels very sitcom yeah having a sinkhole open up in your backyard because two owners in your house prior like went totally cheapskate on the plumbing is kind of a perfect setup for a wacky episode where holes open up in your backyard and there's all these easy sitcom jokes about falling into a hole in the backyard. Yeah, the only thing better, I wish, in a very lighthearted way, we could blame it on Sean. Yeah. Like like a Corona bottle cap, like cut the lining in the pool so the pool's had a slow (laughs) leak the entire time. Or like, you know, the dog bit the sprinkler line, so yeah. the sprinkler line's been leaking slowly and it ate away the ground eight feet down, and then finally it gave in because Bayou Bear went running to get another seltzer. Yeah, like, you'd th- love if he cut the corner, which led to this. Right, and he didn't. He's yeah. just an innocent victim here, and thankfully nobody was hurt, and he's going to complain about how much it costs for years, though. That's but, the only but problem. But he's also been the innocent victim in a couple of other things that were striking that hasn't happened to anybody else that I know. He put the deposit down for his wedding... Yeah. And they stole his money. I right. mean, these people fled the country. That's true. They stole a lot of people's deposit for weddings and fled the country. Like, He also again, drove his car into a huge puddle that didn't have a hole, didn't have a bottom, apparently. Forget puddle. It was a pothole that the, that the cement had fallen through. It was his first sinkhole. He's it had was, multiple yes. sinkholes. And there was so much water that the street was flooded, and they didn't have it taped off, and he drove right into a pothole. With, I mean, a huge pothole where, like, the front end of the of the car went into it. These are all, not, none of the three of these events have happened to anybody else I know. All three have happened to Moran. Yeah, and now the driving thing, I still, going, we'll never know the full story. There's no, there's no camera of this. I Like, there is, I think, some human error in that driving through what had to be a huge body of water on the street. Like, yeah. I probably would have skipped it. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there should have been signs seen with the wedding reception hall, but Danielle was involved in that, and she's not Sean. No, she's dependable. Right, so she would have picked up on Lou from around. Like again, this is the guy <laughs> that bought speakers from a van outside oh, of Circuit one. City that was an empty box. Like this is, I'm assuming, was on the up and up, and Danielle fell for it too, which means anyone would have would would have been you know hoodwinked by this as well. So. But part of it is definitely his fingerprints on a lot of these things that he definitely puts himself in position to get screwed. You can't talk to him about it because he doesn't realize that he's in the middle of a sitcom, but us on the outside can see it. Yeah. And, like, this story that his dad has a high school-era 
feud with with Frank Viola yeah. is yeah. so amazing. That really would be an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Or Seinfeld with Costanza's parents. That going back to high school, Viola struck out everybody, former Cy Young Award winner, Major League Baseball pitcher, struck out everybody except Bob Mraz. <laughs> except Bob. <laughs> Couldn't get Bob out. Couldn't get Bob out. And to this day... Bob wants like to take him in wiffle ball because he wants to prove that he could take Frank and Frank Viola is perfect because it's not Sandy Koufax. Right. It it has to be a good major league you've heard of, but not great enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Has to be a guy that's famous that was good. So you go, wow, that's pr-. like so yes. you understand the context yeah. of yeah. solving the Frank Viola <laughs> riddle in high school. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also the fact that at at his house on two Fourth of Julys ago. Jack Cohn, Wisconsin, Notre Dame quarterback, sometime pro quarterback. His drunk uncle is there talking us up. Like, had that ever happened anywhere else? I've gone to a lot of parties. No, no college athletes, well-known family member, Hammer, has come by telling war stories about his, kid, about, his <laughs> about his nephew, and that only happened at Sean's house. Only. It's so outrageous. It just keeps happening, and that's why – He's just a fountain of these types of things. I'm sure this story about how it gets fixed, how it happened, what he learned, what could have happened is going to be like a week's worth of shows. He got arrested for throwing a football <laughs> in the water by a by a ferry at the end of Long Island. There's that, which connects us indirectly to, I think we've aired this out, and you can edit it if it's not, where for a while he thought we owed Colin from Below Deck money for showing up to the last Bob's Bar yep. show that the whole company was involved in this and that went on for weeks to the point where they just had to like pull the cord and say enough's enough. Just a weeks long internal ruse to get to Mraz that the reality show star that showed up to Bob's Bar show we owed money to and that he was kind of hammering Mraz for it. and everybody knew that it was fake except Mraz. Yeah and to the point where people forgot that it was still going on <laughs> that's how long it was going on and then we finally told him it's just he's the gift that keeps on giving. Sometimes it's terrible like Yankees and Giants and Rangers, sometimes pure entertainment. But on this one, we're, the only bad part of this current one is we're going to have to hear for a long time yeah. about how much money he spent on yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I let you go, we had Nick Costos in the studio on Monday, and you and he had crossed over at Fordham in college. She was a freshman. You were a senior. So yeah. it was good to hear a little bit of war stories from Nick. Nick is a really popular wagertainment host, if you will. He hosts a show, You Better You Bet, on the BetQL podcast uh, BetQL Network, and then does a, the the podcast as a really well downloaded podcast. I'm wondering, he he's become such a a big stud now. Were there signs of him being the kind of guy you've seen now? That persona, fast talking, high energy, sports betting, big opinions guy. When you knew him, yes. I mean, that's he's always been like that, and he's always like that. Like, there's no off button. There's no calm Nicostos. That's just him like it I don't understand where it comes from I don't know how you maintain it but that's him from Fordham and then we were together at Sirius and he was a producer originally but because that's how he acted and because he thought all of those things every show he was on he like he's a he's a professional buttoned up well-groomed Mraz like he always ended up (laughs) having a microphone because he said things that were perfectly correctly outlandish like he was opinionated he had hot takes but they were not 
the Rangers are the warriors of the NHL and Steph Curry on skates is Artemi Panarin. He didn't go that far. Defensible hot takes. Exactly. Like, conceivable ones. Like, somebody could believe that and you could maybe come around to believing it or he could prove it. And then I think what really changed things was your buddy Adam Shine took him with him to his CBS Sports Network TV show and put him on camera. And I think that's really, if I'm remembering the trajectory correctly, because he was producing Adam's radio show. That's so the Tops pregame show on CBS. No, Sports Time to Shine. Oh, I think gotcha. so. That when that took off, then he went to CBS HQ because of that, and now he's here. Now the betting thing is still relatively new, so it wasn't like he was always spitting lines and spreads at us. But I'm not surprised that this is where he's gone. I'm not surprised that he's so successful because he is creatively insane and entertainingly insane. So and and that's the perfect, I think part of the sports world for him to be like, I can't believe it. I need to know more. Two things. I didn't realize you better, you bet that the better wasn't like better of like betting on sports. That it was like better. Like this is better than that. So that name now makes less sense. And I need more <laughs> on the wagertainment, like mini lawsuit with Odyssey, because that's got, there's gotta be a lot of good stuff behind that story too. What Nick told us, cause I said, I don't understand. What does you, the name of your podcast mean? Yeah. The name of your show rather. You better, you bet. And he said it was pitched by the bosses, and he wasn't in a position to say no because he was signing a contract and just said, fine. He said, I hated it. I used to hate it with a passion. He said, now it's okay. But you better, you bet, he said, is not spelled B-E-T-T-O-R. Right. Like you're the gambler. You're the yeah. better. It's you better, B-E-T-T-E-R, you bet, which would make sense if it was the better you bet. Yeah, or you better bet. Or you better bet. Yeah. But you better you bet really doesn't make any sense. And he made a, a Bob O'Reilly reference. So is that a Who song? Is that a I don't Who know. lyric? I, I, I'm completely lost. But that threw me for a loop. I always just assumed that the better was Gambler, was the O-R better. When he said it was no, it's the E-R. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I don't read any of your tweets. And, and B, that I'm even now more lost by this. And he said he created the term wagertainment, which I, I believe because I've I've heard him use it quite yeah. a bit. And that now the company has co-opted that. And he's like, that's trademark infringement. I came up with that. And now they're just, yeah. you know, spinning it into their own license. It's amazing. And they own it. And so uh, finally, so there was a night you guys watched the Super Bowl, the undefeated Patriots against the Giants yeah. Super Bowl. And then went out and ripped up the town. So this the two was, of you guys. Yeah, this well, there was a, there was many of us. This was the first of the two giant Super Bowls. So this was what that was 07 yep. into 08. So we were all at Sirius. And I rarely entertain like that. I usually have to like watch games by myself as big games. I was like, we gotta get together. Some of us were giant fans, some of us were not. I think there were like six of us at my apartment. And he had, I don't know if you you probably remember this. You used to be able to buy like a full team uniform in a box. It was a jersey and pants and I think flimsy shoulder like pads in the 80s? and the plastic helmet. Yeah. I think Hutch made it. Yeah. And he ha- he still had oh his Hutch goodness. Giants helmet and he <laughs> sat on my couch in a complete ball of tension with that helmet on no. and watched the Gi- that Giants Super Bowl and then <laughs> We were like, you know, yelling out my window, running around. And I don't know if somebody got a text or what, but like, let's go in the city. And somebody had a car and we were in Queens. We drove right into Midtown and the Manhattan was crazy. And like I said on the air, we had just started hanging out with Ron Darling. And I use that loosely because he was a regular on one of the all sports channel shows. 
And we went in there and we looked over and he was, I think he had been there watching the game and we just started chanting, Ron Darling, for no reason because we were just being idiots. And you had to know who Ron Darling was. So people I'm sure were coming up to him all night, but that appeared to be the last straw <laughs> because check please and out went Ron. That was, yeah, 28-year-old me. Ron Darling, Frank Viola, perfect baseball names from the past mm-hmm. that you would bring into your real life and be like, can you believe that happened? Yeah, and I think Darling had not been as frustrated by that night until Costas in this playoff round. <laughs> Just in the same frustration and the same desire to exit. <laughs> okay, that's side A with AB. Here comes side B with Gelb's Gambles. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. And he is waging battle with Mraz in the NFL picks for the season. It's Mraz's up-the-gut picks versus Gelb's gambles. He hosts evenings here on CBS Sports Radio, Zach Gelb. Zach, how are you? I'm doing great. This is like a third-place and a fourth-place team going at it between me and Mraz. And we're trying to find position to get the third spot maybe like in a crappy division the way both of us are picking games. How do you feel about the punishment being dressed up as Matt Rule parking cars in May for the Bob's Bar show when, like, Rule is going to be so insignificant to us seven months after he was fired from the Panthers? Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I still don't get what the big deal is, and maybe I'm just totally missing this, about parking cars at Bob's uh, bar. Like, I don't think it could be that difficult. Like, I was talking with Connor Green the other day, and I said, Connor, you've been to Bob's bar before because I've only been to Bob's by the bay. And I go, is it really a pain in the ass to park cars like Pete makes it out to be? And Connor just goes, no. So I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and me to just look like an idiot here. But I just don't know if that's ever going to be coming because first I have to lose the picks. And then number two, I don't think the punishment is that bad. Well, It's more a disrespect. See, last year for Bob's Bar, the Bob's Bar show, which became the second annual, of course, me and Mraz were doing the on-air stuff, Bogus doing headlines, et cetera, and Pete wanted to be out there, understandably so. But we had to validate why Pete would be out there because somebody would have to run the show, run the board back of the studio. So we're like, how do we get Pete out there. Why would the bosses send him out there if he's got no role out there? Now, to Pete's credit, he was great. He was like our on-site producer saying, okay, this is what goes here. Music starts here. He was organizing everything. But before we knew he would have a role, we were like, well, how about you park cars? And he was like, oh, my God. That's I mean, he couldn't believe how disrespectful it was. You park your own car. I'm not parking cars. And he just torched valets and anybody that parks cars for a living. So... Because of that, it became a whole bit that it was a sign of disrespect. Gotcha. So if I do lose, I'll park cars for like two hours, hand the keys back, and then just get drunk at, at Bob's Bar. Because from our understanding, and I, and I do remember the conversation when you guys brought me in, I don't have to give the cars back. I just give them their keys and say, hey, your car's parked like uh, three, four blocks down the road. That is right. And so I think that we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's listeners that would get a real kick out of it, driving up to a remote broadcast and having you park their car as valet dressed as Matt Rule. I think, you know, that's, that's a good humiliation, but the... You're right. The difficulty in actually parking the cars is not – that's not where the challenge is. Now, my biggest concern is if I go to Parallel Park and ding someone's car, I better not be responsible <laughs> for this. You're going to have to be very careful about that. That's going to be on your insurance there, Zach. Oh, really? My insurance? Yeah, oh, geez. Right. I know how this works in this company. I don't think this is real safe to do this, uh, David and Spike, and then legal will get in, and the whole thing will get out. That's so actually a this good could point. Be a, uh, no skin off my back, really. Here. It's an easy out for you. Now, you did have three. Now, I'm o- not a weasel, so I wouldn't do that. You have had three 0 oh, 3 weeks to begin the season, but thankfully, a couple of 2 and 1s in there as well. This past week, you went 2 and 1. But that's going to be quite humbling to begin a season in a big spot to pick games against Mraz beginning 0 oh, 6. Yeah, I, I, and I've said this to Mraz before. This is nothing new. You know, he had an opportunity to bury me. And in the first week, he went 0-3 as well. Now, I think he's evened up his record to 500. So he's been trending in the right direction. I think there's only been one other week where he's been below 500. So he's had a lot of 2-1 and one weeks. So he's, he's done a good job in bouncing back. But I got out to a very slow start. Uh, I was like the Atlanta Braves, where it looked like I had no chance of maybe getting back to the postseason. And I would have to think, hopefully, who knows with this gambling world, that I start to have a little bit of a turnaround. But I thought I was going to have that a few weeks ago when I had back-to-back two-in-one weeks, and then I had another Oprah. So I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm just going to go very Bill Belichick, kind of put my head down, uh, bring the lunch pail to work, and just do my job, do my job, and, and hope that things turn around. Have you learned lessons in the, in the games or the teams that you're picking? Yes and no, because there's some weeks where I'll look at the line and I go, I know Vegas is telling me that the other team's going to win, and then I'll stay away, and then the team that I thought was going to win ends up winning. So it's such a crab shoot. It really is. Um, and, you know, we, we stay just to doing the, the spreads, you know, no over-unders, no prop bets, like anytime touchdowns in my actual gambling world when I'm putting money down. Like, any time touchdowns, I've been doing really well this year. So, it's all over the place. I knew going into this year that I was probably going to take a little bit of a step back because I was so red hot last year. And you know how this works. Like, you never are consistently just red hot in the gambling world unless you pick games for a living. And then, even then, you don't even know how much truth there is to that. You've been to Bob's Bar, and you've been to Bob's by the Bay. And Bob's by the Bay is Mraz's backyard bar. Have you heard what has happened to Bob's by the Bay this week? No. What happened? A sinkhole opened up in his backyard last Thursday morning. So the Bayou Bear and just Mraz were standing outside and they (laughs) fell in? (laughs) 
They might have caused it. No, what ended up happening was we were on the show Thursday morning. Danielle calls Mraz and goes, you've got to come home right away. Why? Oh we're, we're on the air. She goes, a huge hole has opened up in the backyard, and I'm worried about, like, the house. i got to get the kids out of here. So she was thinking they were going to fall into the middle of the earth. Mraz sped home, left the show a little early, and found a giant sinkhole in the backyard Apparently, improper plumbing and the way that the house was built many moons ago has led to major sinkholes in the backyard. And so he's dealing with that this week. Plus, he's dealing with getting the flu from his kids. He was off today because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's puking all night, he said. So it's been a it's been a tough couple of days for Super Piggy, but Mraz's backyard, you might not have a Blobs Bar, Bob's by the Bay to go to ever again. Man, that, that actually is very upsetting because you said this at the remote last year when you were at Bob's Bar. Uh, when you go there, it's just such like a family kind of atmosphere, and Mraz's family will do anything for you, and the food's great, the, the hospitality's great. So um, I know I love to take uh, shots at Mraz here at CBS Sports Radio, but I actually feel bad for him. And this just shows you why the Giants can't be good. Like, there has to be a price <laughs> for the Giants being good. They're 5-1. and one. You lose your backyard, but that actually sucks because my Labor Day weekend plans, like every year, have been going to Mraz's bar. So, man, he's been hit with the double whammy, the flu, and then also a sinkhole in, in, in Bob's by the Bay. That just sucks. Yeah, but remember that Bob's bar, the original, is still standing and still fine. It's on firm ground. So you can always go there for Memorial Day, Labor Day, what have you, to watch the games. Just right now, Blob's is a place where – they got caution tape all around it, excavators coming in, people wondering, you know, who's going to be swallowed up by the earth. So I would just avoid. So what you're telling me, DA, is if I don't win picks this week and get a game or two back, then I'm just never going to win because there's a lot working against Mraz this week to focus on games. If you can't stack some wins and gain some ground on Mraz this week, yeah, you stand no chance the rest of the year. Maybe, no. maybe this is the moment that just wakes me up, you know? I need Bob's uh, by the bay to go down for Gelb to rise. Did you realize also that we have an internal competition going on with Pat Boyle? A lot of people wanted Boyle to be the picker against Mraz. We thought it was too early for Boyle. We wanted you to be in there instead. We liked you and this kind of rivalry that you've developed with Mraz. So on the side, though, Bogus has been tracking Boyle's bets to see if he's doing better than you. And we're going to see if he's better than you by the end of the season. Were you aware of that? Um, I was made aware of it because I was talking to Pat Boyle, and Pat didn't even seem like he was aware of it because he goes, oh, I was on, and they had some, some what he thought was just a bit that I was going to secretly pick games against you, and I guess this started, he said, week three, and when it started week three, Bogus texted him, hey, where are your picks? And he goes, oh, we're actually doing it. So Boyle did uh, make me aware of the whole situation. That was a legit thing, which is fine. I have no issues with Pat other than, when he just uh, bleaches his hair blonde for attention at a wedding. <laughs> Have you had Captain Jack Stern on your show recently? Has he has he filled in for any any of your jobs? I think he's done updates within the last three weeks or so. Yes, we had Captain Jack do some updates. So Captain Jack's been a a big part of our conversation of the show. A lot of people have been somewhat frustrated by Jack for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, I really like him, but I understand their frustrations as well. And number one was he pronounced Arch Manning's name Ark Manning. And this was yeah. one, one of a couple of 
first name mistakes we've heard him make. I'm wondering if he did updates on your show. Were there any name mistakes during it? No, but I, I actually remember, and I think we talked about this because this was part of uh, one of my Gelb Gamble's bits where he was running the board and he started only playing this terrible EDM music. Oh, and, I, and I love yeah. EDM music. And he then forgot my show open because he was getting too cute. And I had to, and I don't usually like to yell at my staff, but I had to yell at him because I told him three or four times to just stick with the script. Like, you're the filling guy. Just make the easy throws, hit the check down. And he was refusing to do that. Uh, Jack's a, a good person. I think he has good intentions, but he just needs like to be guided a little bit in the right direction. I kind of compare him to that young puppy dog who isn't potty trained yet who's just like running around the house at a thousand miles per hour. And you just need to find a way to train him a little bit. And once he gets that proper training, I think Jack will be okay, but you got to get the names right. Um, because when you're now taking shots on our website, as I saw this morning and saying that Nick Saban is done. So you can't be known as the guy that calls, uh, uh, Kirk Street, uh, Kurt Herbstreet. And the other part about the CA is now when he messes up these names, and I had this conversation with Mraz, and Mraz is the same thing. Like, I will never be able to call Kirk Herbstreet Kirk Herbstreet oh, anymore know, because it's just processing my brain Kurt Herbstreet. It's so annoying. I know. I know. You're right. Yeah, you can't call for Nick Saban's head and then not know Kirk Herbstreet's name. That doesn't really work. Like, like you know me. When I get going, I just start yelling. Like, I'm getting all, all, all invested in a topic. And I'd have to, like, pause if I'm talking about college football for, like, a second or two because I have to make sure I get Kirk Herbstreet's name right, because I want to call him Kurt Herbstreet now. Before I let you go, we this question came up on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, the PGP, in that you made an appearance, a cameo, in the Manti Teo doc- documentary on Netflix. And there is a moment in it where you're interviewing him very close up in before his national championship game against Alabama when he played for Notre Dame. And I said, this was like 2013 or 2014. I said, where was Zach working where he could interview a Heisman finalist? I said, this is that that's crazy because you were so young in the business. And so we didn't really know. Moraz didn't know either. Where were you working at that point? So I, I think that was 2012. I was not technically employed. I was at my college radio station. And in college, I strive to get a lot of professional experience. So I put in for a credential request, not only did I get approved, but I was basically like the only one willing to ask questions. So I have about seven minutes of audio with Manti Teo talking about this girlfriend that we found out never existed. And then also Johnny Manziel won the award that year. And I think like one of my questions to Johnny, cause he was a freshman he won was like, Hey, I'm a freshman at a, at Temple. Like you're a freshman, you know, life's going to change for you. I, I can't even imagine what you're going through after winning the Heisman kind of put that in perspective. And, and Manziel really appreciated the, the conversation and, and the question. And he remembered me the next year when he was a finalist again, just because we were uh, similar in age. So I was a freshman at, at Temple University. And I'll never forget the night that Deadspin article came out. I was at a fraternity party of mine. And my best friend calls me and he goes, you're in the Manti Teo article. And I go, what? I, I was a, a little bit drunk at a fraternity party. I go, what do you mean I'm in the article? This article is about him and some fake girlfriend that never existed. I go, how the heck am I in this article? And I was on my phone and I was scrolling through and I go, I didn't see anything. And then when I went on my computer, because I guess it wouldn't load on my phone, there's a picture of my uh, big head 
just right next to Manti Teo from that event. So I was wondering if I was going to be in the documentary. We actually talked about it on the show. I said, ah, there's probably like a 5% chance. And then I saw that I was in the doc. So that was pretty neat and pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's wild. So you were a freshman at Temple, and you applied for credential to the Heisman Trophy celebration or, or ceremony, and they said yes. That's an amazing thing that a freshman in, in college could get that access. Yeah, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize when you're in college. There's so many people that are like sports information directors or public relations people that, yeah, they do get a little skeptical of credentialing a college kid, but they do like to help younger kids out. So I would just apply to so many events, and my mentality was worst case they could say is no. And then once you get into one of these events, you kind of just get grandfathered in. So um, that was kind of the the, the road that I, I did take in college. And right when I got out of college, I got hired a month out of college to work at this uh, low-AM affiliate in in Trenton, New Jersey, 9.20 a.m., just because I had so much professional experience already. Wow. That's pretty cool. All right, very good. Gelb's Gambles coming up on Friday morning against Merez. If he's alive to even make the picks, we'll see. Appreciate you jumping on the P- on the PGP this week, buddy. DJ, uh, DJ, wow, I just almost pulled a, a Jack Stern. DA, always an honor. <laughs> Thanks so much. Maybe I'll just start calling you Damon to make life easier. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, that is... The PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, the Permission Granted Podcast disconnects. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.